by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well, about five years ago, I guess, my son's about to turn 21. Is that right? His name's Joshua. And, uh, he was turning 16. What, is, what do kids want on their 16th birthday, you think? <laughs> Something to drive, right? Well, uh, we weren't in real financial position to go out and surprise him with a car or anything, you know. So I, and he's a real humble child. He doesn't ask, you know, for things that he, he thinks we can't provide. So, but we knew he, he had his eye on a Tahoe. He liked the Tahoes and stuff. And and what do you think God did? Just so happens that one of Angie's friends that live out of town had a like a 2003 Tahoe that she was willing to sell to us at about half the price that it was worth. And it was in great condition. It was beautiful looking truck. And so we said, thank you, Lord. And we bought that Tahoe. We bought it about two weeks before Christmas and we stored it at somebody else's house. We cleaned it up and washed it. We bought this big old huge ribbon to put on it for Christmas morning. You've seen those videos where people surprise somebody with a car, right? And we were all excited to be able to do that for Josh. And uh, so come Christmas morning, they were all sitting, my kids, you know, even at 16, 20 years old, they, they come to our house and like to open gifts under the tree on Christmas morning. And so we're thankful for that, that time with them. And they came in there, they opened all the gifts and Angie had them all separated. These are yours, Kaylee, these are yours, Josh, you know how you do. They were open one at a time and, and very appreciative. We, our children are really appreciative of the gifts that they receive. And uh, we got finished, and Angie said, oh, wait, there's one more, Josh. And she gave him a little bitty box. And he got that box, and he rattled it, and he could hear something on the inside of it. Now, he's expecting nothing, you understand. He's just totally happy for the gifts he's already received. He opens the gift, and there's some car keys with a little clicker in there. And that, he did like this. We said, come on out here. He's like, he's thinking it's a joke. You know, he's thinking we're pranking him or something. We go through the kitchen and we get into the garage and we're all standing in the garage and he's looking around. Is this real? Is this real? And I hit the garage door opener and that thing started going. And as it lifted, his eyes started getting bigger. He was, is this real or are they just pranking me? And sure enough, that door opened and that black 2003 Tahoe was sitting there with a big old bow on it, biggest you ever seen in your life. And he's like, are, are y'all serious? You know, and he ran, and he jumped into the car and, and went through it. And I was more excited than him. And I was pointing out what kind of engine it has and how many miles and, you know, what good a shape it's in. And look at it. And we were rejoicing together. And it was, it was one, of the, one of my fondest Christmas memories because of the gift that me and Angie were able to give. But what if I told you that Josh was very excited about that gift? I mean, he was ecstatic. You know he was. But what if I told you he never got in it and drove it? That he just left it in the driveway. He would come out and admire it sometimes, but he wouldn't get in it and drive it. It never got him anywhere. Would you believe that? Wouldn't make sense, would it? 
Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Is opening the gift that we have received. He had received the gift, but you got to open the gift. You got to utilize the gifts. You know, God's gift to us was what? That little child. It, it came, God's gift came wrapped in swaddling clothes. Lying in a what? You guys were listening. <laughs> Isaiah 9, 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. Say a son is given. He's a gift. Would you agree? We were given the most awesome gift. It says the government will rest on his shoulders. Well, that's good. One less thing we have to worry about. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What a gift. It was one gift that was able to give more than enough to all people. Say all people. It's not just for a select few, for God so loved them. The world. It was for all people. In fact, the first person that Jesus revealed that he was the Messiah to, that he was a gift to, was a Samaritan woman. And the Jews hated the Samaritans. So Jesus was just making a statement, this is for everybody. In uh, John 4.10, Jesus told the Samaritan woman, he says, if you only knew the gift, say gift. If you only knew the gift that God has for you. And I guess that could sum up today's message. Do you know the gift that God has for you? If you only knew the gift that God has for you and who it is you're speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. I would give you something that's going to quench your thirst. I will give you something that is a continual flow, a well springing up to everlasting life, something that keeps on giving. You know, that Tahoe eventually broke down and somebody stole it. <laughs> that's the way, you know, the gifts that we give, that's just, that's in the natural. But Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. He's better than the Jelly of the Month Club. I mean, he's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Ain't that right, Clark? John 3.16 says, For this is how God loved the world that he gave. He didn't just say, I love you, but he proved it. He gave this one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I looked up that word life. What is this gift of eternal life? The word life is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, and it means the God kind of life. It don't mean that, yeah, you're going to exist longer. You're going to have to bear. You're going to have to endure another day. Not, not, not just a physical life, but a life in every sense of the word, the kind of life that God himself lives. His gift is, I want you to live I want to the fullest like I do. I want you to look to me and let me be your source for everything in your life. I want you to have Zoe life. Say Zoe. Zoe. And in verse 17, it says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. 
He saved us so that we could have Zoe life, the God kind of life. But like I said, what good does a gift do if you don't open it? I'll just be honest with you. Josh cranked that booger up and was gone. <laughs> we didn't see him for months. You know? No, but really, he, it got him back and forth to school. It got him back and forth to where he wanted to go. It gave him freedom. It gave him a chance at life. And he opened that gift, and he utilized that gift for his own good. 2 Corinthians 6 1 says, as God's partners. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> If you're going to partner with somebody, I think God will be a good partner. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. So is it possible to receive a gift but not really utilize the gift? Is it possible to even receive eternal life but not live eternal life? To receive Zoe inside, but not live it on the outside. Not utilize the gift. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. When is the right time? He said, but I, I received my salvation 24 years ago. Today, say today, is the day of salvation. Wait a minute, what are you saying, Pastor? I looked up that word salvation. It's the word sotera in the Greek. Say sotera. Say zoe. Zoe means what? Life. Sotera means what? Salvation. And that word soterra means welfare, prosperity, deliverance, preservation, and safety. Those are some good things to have in your life right there. That's what God's salvation package includes. God's soterra package wants to take care of you for your welfare, for your prosperity, for your deliverance, for, for your perseverance, and for your safety. And today is the day of Soterra. Today is the day that you must unwrap that present again. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Y'all don't believe me. That's why we got a broke down church in America. Because people said a prayer and that's, that's where it ended for them. You know what I like about today? It's always today. Some of us are worried, oh, well, what am I going to do about tomorrow? Well, when it gets here to be today. <laughs> and today is the day of Soterra. Today is the day of salvation. <laughs> Yeah, Josh drove the wheels off that Tahoe. And you know what? What makes the giver happy? Say you're giving a gift to somebody. What makes you happy? That you, you enjoy the gift. 
that you appreciate the gift, and that you utilize the gift. Me and Angie were excited that Josh loved his truck and wanted to drive it. And God is excited for us to receive Zoe life, our Soterra salvation package, and open it and utilize it every day. Knowing that today is the day. I would, I would go to, as far as to say that it's the secret to our life. That's a big statement. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things about they will, they're looking for the meaning of life. They're looking for the secret to success in life. I'm telling you the secret to your life is learning how to unwrap the gift of Jesus. Sincerely. Your relationship with Jesus is the secret to your success in this life and in the life to come. Because God's not pleased with a bunch of broke down Christians. He's not pleased with people that are not utilizing his gift. That are thumbing their way through life. Going from one ditch to the next. Needing a miracle all the time. Sure, when you got saved, you needed some miracles to get on the road. But if you were to open that gift every day, if you were to walk with Jesus every day, if you were to know what that Soterra package includes, you would begin to walk in the truth, and the truth would set you free. You would walk in the freedom, the continual life-giving spring of water welling up in you that God wants you to live in. And it's hard for me to preach sitting down. You know what makes God happy is when you unwrap that gift every day. You remind yourself whose you are, who you belong to. You begin to quote those promises. By faith, you begin to grab hold and bring it into the, into the natural, the spiritual promises of God. You begin to walk out what God called you to walk out. Hebrews 6, 9 Paul says, but beloved, we're confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. See, there's things that accompany salvation. It's not a ticket to heaven. It's so much more. It's so much more than a ticket to heaven. So Tara, Zoe, life. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to forget your work of labor, your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. He's saying, you know what? I think you're going to find yourself, your purpose in this life. I think you're going to find the, the reason for the gift is for you to minister to others. And God won't forget that. And God's going to bless you for that. You know what happened in the garden is Adam and Eve lost sight and began to think about self. Then they had a couple of kids, and they began to be, think about self. Sin makes you think about self. But you've been set free from sin by the Soterra package that lives and dwells on the inside of you. It makes you think about others. It makes you realize what Jesus said when he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. 
Who was more blessed to be able to give that 2003 Tahoe? The giver or the receiver? I don't know. But see, the gift of God is something that can be shared with others and not diminish its value in your life, but only enhances its value in your life. You can give this package away. You can tell others like I told the kids. You can tell others about this baby born in a manger, this gift of God. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't cost you anything. It, it brings back into your life more. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those through who, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's how you do it. Faith. Faith brings forth those spiritual gifts into your life in the natural. You believe, then you receive. You have patience to let God do his work in you. You don't quit when it doesn't seem like it's not going to happen. You just believe. That's how you inherit the promises. You say, but isn't that working for your salvation? You're saying that we got to work for this gift? No, 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 no. It's not works and then you get saved. It's you get saved, then you want to work. It's salvation causes you to care about others. Salvation puts something in you that, that you want to minister to others. You can't pay for this gift, but living in appreciation of this gift unlocks its full potential to bless your life. I'm just going to tell you, stingy, selfish Christians don't, don't live... It's obvious they haven't unwrapped Jesus. They haven't unwrapped nowhere near the joy and peace that comes from believing and walking in their Soterra package. I know some people feel unworthy of all these gifts that God brings into our life. They struggle with condemnation. I'll be in one of those. I don't know why. I don't know why. Guilt of this and that. Some of us, we, we, we believe God to meet our bills, but we can't believe God for, to meet our emotional needs. Or we believe God for our healing, but we can't believe God for this. And we put parts of our salvation and our Zoe life on the shelf. We, we don't feel worthy. But let me ask you a question. Who decides who is worthy of the gift? The giver. And isn't it true that the giver usually gives his best gifts to the ones who mean the most to him? And in light of Jesus, what are you worth to God? that he would give you his only begotten son. There's a scripture that says that if he will give you his only son, will he, with him will he not freely give you everything else that you need? 
if you have Jesus, everything that you will ever need is already paid for and is ready for you to access, to step over into. That King David that we talked about earlier, he was dealing with a guy named Aruna. And Aruna had this threshing floor. It was in Jerusalem. And God told him, I want you to build me an altar. And so David went to Aruna and said, Aruna, I want to buy this threshing floor. This is where we're going to build the altar. And that's where the Temple Mount is today. And Aruna was like, he's a rich guy. He's like, he was honored that King David asked him. He says, King David, you take the threshing floor. You Look, you can use the wood over here to build the fire. You can take this. You can use my lambs. I give it all to you. What is this between me and you? I'm just excited that the king is here and ask anything of me. But David says, I will not give a gift to God that's not mine. And I will not give to God that which cost me nothing. And the Father, in turn, shows us how far he's willing to go. He didn't give us a gift that didn't cost him anything. He gave us a gift that cost him everything. And he gave us a gift that was willing to give everything. He gave all with the gift that gave all. And I'm just saying, maybe it's, untime, it's time that we begin to unwrap more of this gift of salvation that we have. It's just, it would be insulting for you to leave the gift unwrapped. Like it didn't mean anything to you. He said, well, I'm not worthy of all this. But no, God decided that you were. When he gave his only begotten son, when he sent him to be born of a virgin, to lie in that manger, he was telling you, you're worth it. And Jesus says, I'll go, I'll, I'll show them that you love them just as much as you love me. And God wants you to take advantage of every promise in the word of God. He says my promises are yes and amen. Just say yes and I'll say amen. Or I'll say yes and you say amen. <laughs> so I wrote down just a few things. Sometimes I like to research things and find all the different nuances of what I'm talking about. Sometimes I just like to come out of my own heart. And that's what I did. I just came out of my own heart. These are just parts of the salvation package that I wanted to, to mention that, that came to me as I was praying and meditating. It's no, nowhere near the full package, okay? Because the full package is everything, and we ain't got time to sit here and talk about everything today. But these are a few. I thought about the gift includes adoption. How precious is that to an orphan like me? How precious is that, that we're not left alone down here, but we're brought into a new family, an eternal family. And as I look around, what a big family. What a beautiful family. We're brought into the family of God. 
which includes all our brothers and sisters. We're brought into the church of God. We have people to do life with. And that makes me sad when I think about all the people out there that's lonely this Christmas, hurting, down on their luck because they're trusting in luck and not trusting in God. That they don't know the joy that comes from having brothers and sisters like you. No one to pick them up when they fall. Makes me want to go tell more people. A forever family. The gift of eternal life. And like I said, it's a gift that we can share without it diminishing anything on our end, but only enhancing. We have a new inheritance waiting on us. <laughs> Not in perishable things that, you know, I get to enjoy for a season and then I'm gone and leave them to somebody else. But I'm talking about an internal inheritance in heaven where moth and rust doesn't destroy and decay. We have unlimited access to resources here on the earth. He said, I will meet your needs according to my riches and glory. He will meet your needs. We have a steady hand to hold. That's important to me. Because it seems like sometimes I lose my way. And I can reach up anytime. I can be sinking like Peter in the water. Help me, Lord, I'm drowning. And, and I reach up and there he is. No matter how far I get off track, I can reach up and find a steady hand to hold. A constant, caring, compassionate companion. Say that twice. Constant, caring, compassionate companion. I don't know about you, but I love knowing that somebody wants to be with me all the time as boring as I can be. As silly as I tend to be. You stop me shaking your head over there. <laughs> That's why you don't want to be with me all the time. <laughs> But he's with me all the time. He never leaves me, never forsakes me. I think that's very special. And that he gave me purpose in my life. It must be so sad to just be working for the weekend. Man, I can't wait till Friday comes. You're just living for Friday. Where you can numb the pain on Saturday and Sunday and just make it till Monday and then have to start the process all over again. But no, I have purpose. And I get to see benchmarks achieved. And I get to know that I am doing something worthwhile with my life because I'm doing God's plan. And I have forgiveness for my sins. I don't know about you, but that's important to me. I don't know who told you that pastors don't sin. Pastors don't have dumb thoughts. and Pastors don't do dumb things, but they lied to you. When I became a pastor, I'm still a person. And I'm still one of God's sheep. And I want to live in the forgiveness of God. And it's important to me. When I begin to feel like, God, I'm not worthy to be a pastor. I'm not worthy to shepherd your people. He says, just confess your sins and I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I'm the one that makes you worthy. I am what I am by the grace of God. You understand? 
and forgiveness every day is there for me. Restoration. He turned my life around. He delivered me from the bondage that held me captive, sin. Healing. You say, well, why ain't your foot healed? <laughs> Through faith and patience, I guess. <laughs> we inherit the promises. Sometimes God does a miracle, but sometimes he's saying, son, it's time for you to believe me, believe my word. But I know that I am healed. <laughs> you know what? Faith calls those things which be not as though they were sometimes. You're healed, Miss Brenda. Amen. I'm healed. And guess what? You're healed. And we got to get that mentality in our heart. We got to get it on the inside of us so it manifests on the outside of us. I have understanding. Someone who understands me. <laughs> I have a shoulder to cry on. Because this life is hard. This road that we travel is not easy. John 14, 27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Man, I don't know how people carry on without this gift. And with this peace that he gives comes the joy that we all so desperately seek in our life. To have joy. To have this feeling that I am loved and that I can love and my love makes a difference. That I walk in mercy. And I can receive his grace without some kind of false humility. That yes, I'm not worthy, but he says I am. And I guess the best thing is God's presence. Not the ones you unwrap, but his presence, his nearness. He's so near, he's inside of me. He's so near that you can't separate him from me. So we have God's presence. We have God's glory in our life. He begins to radiate. We are now the light of the world. We have God's hope, which is a, a firm assurance. It's not a weak hope like the world says, I hope it happens. But I know that I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that I know that I have a home in heaven and a hope for this future down here on the earth. Because I got direction. He's leading and guiding me. He's saying, he's whispering in my ear in a still small voice that this is the way. Walk in it. And I'll be right beside you, even in the fire. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I got clarity. I'm not like those without hope in the world, bumping around in the darkness, stumbling all over the place. His word lights my path. He's a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. A relationship with God and friendship with Jesus. These are just a few I wrote down. What is it that you need? 
What is it that you need? Because his Zoe life is available to be unwrapped right now. His Soterra salvation package is waiting for you to partake of it. Each day, James 1.17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God the Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. You see, Christmas is that you were born anew because he was born for you. And we, out of all of creation, became his prized possession. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. The most important thing in all the world to God. And we still worry. And we still carry this anxiety. And we still fight our own battles. When he goes before us in battle, he's our high tower, our refuge, our fortress, our strength. He is all that we need. He is the great I am. He is what you need. And he has given you a gift of him inside of you. Available at all times. Sealed by the Holy Ghost and power. When is the best time to open this gift? Today? When is the best time to open this gift? Today? I think you're going to get it the third time. When is the best time to open this gift? <laughs> Some of you are still saying right now, we want to get it in unison on this. When is right now? Okay. Today is the salvation, the day of salvation. And right now is the time. Right now is the time. I believe it. You're sitting there. You're on that purple chair. And there's an issue in your life. You might be sitting there with only one shoe on. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all don't know the things that I, I go through to prepare these sermons. <laughs> Living sermons is what I call them. But what is it, what's your missing shoe today? I know some of you got real serious issues. I dare to say all of you. Because in this world, you shall have tribulation. Ah, but be a good cheer. <laughs> God has overcome the world. And if God be for you, who can be against you? The gift is yours to unwrap. So I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to bring to God right now that thing that you need him to do for you. And I'd 100% guarantee you that it's part of his salvation package. And I want you to, to speak to God, whether you do it quietly or maybe just under your breath. Say, God, it's time.
that through faith and patience I begin to inherit your promises. If you don't know what the promise is for your situation, I'd, I'd advise you to look it up in the Bible. There's all kind of Bible studies and things you can do. You can even Google it. Put the Bible and Google it and say, I, I'm suffering depression. What does the Bible have to say? I'm suffering from the loss of my loved one through these holiday seasons. What does the Bible have to say? What is your promise? And even if you don't know what the promise is right now, say, God, when I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know, even know what to believe, I know in whom I believe. And in the name of Jesus, take care of this for me. Help me grow in my faith. Help me walk out this full Sotero Zoe life. Help me be so blessed on this earth that people say, what in the world are you doing? And give me an opportunity and a platform to tell them about this gift that I have found in my Lord Jesus Christ. I want each one of you to bring, bring this before God. Don't say I'm not worthy of God to answer this. He has already declared you worthy when he gave you the gift of Jesus. He gave you his best. And with him will he not freely give you everything else you need? Believe that. Believe that right now. Receive your gift. Receive the gift of what you need right now. Thank you, Jesus. If you receive your gift right now, just begin to praise the Lord. The fruit of our lips giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I receive my healing. I receive everything that I need today from you, Lord. Thank you for this gift. This unimaginable gift. This unlimited gift. Thank you, Jesus. This is what Christmas is all about. The gift. The gift. We were given this gift. This ability to know you and the power of your resurrection in my life. Resurrect me, God. And all my flaws and all the darkness inside of me. Resurrect me into life and light. Help me walk in the fullness. Lord Jesus. Help me boldly declare your gift to others. Get outside of myself and begin to tell others this great gift that I have found, this pearl of a great price. 
Oh, Lord. Help me through faith, patience, and receive. Receive it all. If you're here today and you've never received the gift, I've mostly been talking to people who received the gift and never utilized the gifts. But if you've never received the gift of salvation, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish. This gift was given to you. And it would be awful foolish to reject this gift and say, no, I got this. When you know that you can't do this life on your own. You can't get across from this life to the next. You're dead in your sins and trespasses. You have, you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And you need a Savior. And I know one who has offered himself on the cross to you. Has offered himself on the cross to you. He's saying, just come unto me. Look how much I love you. Let's do this life together. Let me come into your life. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. He was dying on your cross to pay your sin debt so that you could be made free from sin. That you could be forgiven. You could be adopted into that family. This family. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says if you'll say out loud with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll receive this soterra, this say, you'll be saved, you'll be, receive salvation. So pray with me like this. And if, you're, if you've already said it, I don't think it hurts a thing in the world for us to say it together. Just remind ourselves. I, it brings me great joy saying this again. Even though I said it and I only needed to say it that one time, I, I, I get great joy from helping others and reminding myself of the day that I said this prayer. God, I repent of my sins. And I give my life to you. Jesus, be my Lord, my Savior. Redeem me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me purpose and direction. And show me how to live it out. I am yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, when's the best time? To open the gift? Today. What are you going to do tomorrow? Tomorrow will be today when you get there. So what do you do tomorrow? You open it again. It's the gift that keeps on giving. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.